0: Welcome to Grumpy GDPR. My name is Ria, founder of No Ties Consulting.
1: And my name is Miloš Novice. I'm an associate professor of law.
0: Welcome, welcome, the grumpy lot. Usually it's uh, Miloš who does this introduction, but unfortunately he wasn't able to join today. But don't despair because I won't be alone today. And we actually have a former guest with us today. And I'm going to go with the same intro that we've used before. He presents himself as a crossover between an old school white hat hacker and a high court judge who is bridging both technical and judicial matters, working as an ICT security specialist and a master of law for the Danish DPO of DPA. Of course, it is Alan Frank. Welcome back.
1: Thank you very much. I'm very, very honored to be here today. So I'm looking forward to it, even though it's Miles's loss that he won't be able to 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 hear it this before <laughs> we have done the, the actual recording. So that's yeah. his loss today.
0: He's going to have to wait like the yeah. rest of them. So mm-hmm. it, it's such a pleasure to have you back. And again, we are so thankful that you take the time to... Uh, Participate in so many podcasts and events, and you are such an open dPA, so uh, kudos to the Danish DPA for being that
1: and We are trying our very best to to try to divulge our obliga- our obligation is as well to divulge the, the way we think about things and and try to to get it out loud so everybody knows what it is that that the terms are and how we are interpreting interpreting things and things like that. So, so I think it's yeah. very important that we're out there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think a lot of DPAs could, uh, could take note of that because as we know, transparency is such a key principle in the GDPR. So I think you live by that principle and you demonstrate that uh, regularly.
1: Yeah, we'll try to, to get the, the controllers in, in a position where they can't be controllers and they only can be that if they know what to do. So trying yeah. to do that.
0: Exactly. Um, you know, I wanted to ask you, because usually we ask our guests, uh, what makes you grumpy about the GDPR? We already discussed that, Alan. So my question to uh, today is, what makes you the least GDPR grumpy these days?
1: Now, the least GDPR grumpy uh, is that I think that everybody is doing a very, very beautiful job trying to, to get the most of it, trying to work work with the GDPR. It's a technology evolves so fast that we only can do yeah. our very best to accommodate that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Move in the fast lane, so to speak. So I, I think everybody is trying to do their very best. And we are not perfect. We are human anyway. Yeah. Anyway, so, so, so I think that's the, the part I'm least grumpy about. That's people trying to do their very best.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful to hear. And I so agree with you. Uh, Today, we are talking about... Something that we have discussed extensively before, and it's the uh, infamous, uh, what I call the Helsing Gate or the Chrome Bookcase. Uh, you have been with us two times before, so I'm gonna ask people to please take a listen to those two episodes. And I've also did a write up in English for all our uh, non Danish and non Norwegian speaking audience. Uh, so we'll link to that in the show notes. Uh, so. Without diving into all of the background, could you outline like what 's happened since the last decision was issued, and what is the core of this most recent one
1: yeah let's let, let's do that I, I think the the core is that we sent the municipalities who are the ones who are the controllers of of the processing being done here we sent them home to try to to and negotiate what is in the box, what's in the cake. They have been baking a cake for a long, long time, yeah. and they don't know the ingredients, or not all of the ingredients, anyhow. And they have to 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 get home. That that was the homework, so to mm-hmm. speak, to 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 divulge what what processing was being done, which data, and and on which terms they were being processed by Google as a processor and as a controller. Uh, and and that was the homework that the municipalities have to do, and and after doing so, the Danish DPA would be able to to see a look down in the cake and say, okay, this ingredient ingredient is not good for you. You can't eat this cake because there's a problem with it. There's
0: a peanut in there, and we are allergic to nuts, so you have to get rid of that.
1: <laughs> something like something like that, just to to be in the metaphorical. A way of, yeah. of speaking about it but but that's that's the key issue know know your processing uh, It mm-hmm. should be no surprise for the listeners here if they have been uh, re- reading the danish dPA's guidance on cloud computing because because the two first steps is know your what processing is being done and know your processors so 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 that's that's the key issues here. What is happening within this processing?
0: Yeah, yeah, and you know, uh, one uh, yeah, one important clarification. Uh, the last time we discussed this was that your decision only applied to Helsingør municipality, but that isn't the case anymore, is it?
1: No, no. Just after just after we talked the last time, uh, that it was considered that there were there was fifty three uh, municipalities in Denmark. We have ninety eight municipalities, and also. A little more than half of the municipalities in Denmark are using uh, Chromebook or uh, uh, Chrome for education, workspace for education, and and all of those have joined together now. So they have been issued with the same uh, verdict or the same guidance as we gave Helsinger and all who's originally the two municipalities early in in the stage here. So so we have an equal setting for all 53 municipalities is a, a little mm-hmm. more than half than Denmark.
0: Yeah. And they all uh, got together uh, in a coordinated effort uh, under KL, which is Landsförbund, which is the organization for the Danish municipalities. So they're kind of like uh, speaking on behalf of all these 53 municipalities now, right?
1: Yeah, we're, we're trying uh, 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 for, a couple of years, we have been trying to to alleviate the the fact that it would be better for municipalities, or other governmental agencies, or indeed everybody doing the same kind of processing with the same kind of data to join forces and to do only the risk assessment and the DPIAs once for all of them and and join their efforts in, in that respect instead, because yeah, and not try to to put your a little a little butter over too much bread, so to speak.
0: Yeah, exactly. And you know, we had have some uh, amazing initiatives here in Norway. Uh, we are uh, we have something equivalent to KL, which is KS. so it's Kommunnes uh, organisation here in Norway, and they are doing an umbrella DPIA for Google now, and they're. Mm aim is to have an 80% done DPIA for Google services in the educational sector so that all of the municipalities can only take that 80% and then do the last 20% themselves. So you know, this, this is the kind of things that we really need. The one uh, issue I take with that is that it should have come earlier. But, you know, uh, so much for sitting here and being wise after the fact, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. If, if, you have, if you have read the Danish the latest verdict in, in this case, it's approximately the first thing that we yes delve into is that, okay, all of this should have been done before beforehand yeah. before you start you should have risk assessed you should have made a deep pia before you should have done all this uh, homework so to yeah. speak on beforehand uh, to, to be able to to start the processing yeah. a- and now we are standing 200 miles down the road mm-hmm. with all kinds of unsolved questions that we now have to solve on the backbone so to speak we are we yeah. are not an un- it's not in front of us. It's in our in a past. So yeah. it's very it's very hard to 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 make any of the decisions that we took two three four five years ago and and make them to work in in the new setting. So we have mm-hmm. to to get everything up in the air and and try to solve it and juggle a, a little bit around it to see if we can solve this.
0: Yeah, and and I was gonna be really grumpy at this uh, fact. and But I'm thinking, you know, I'm not going to spend too much on it, but I was going to ask about the number of extensions. Why is it taking so long? And why isn't an option just ditch Google? Just you have to stop uh, using Google. But I think uh, for the sake of being more... Um, oriented towards the future a better question would be what makes it so hard for the municipalities to comply with the gdpr in this case
1: yeah i i will i will i will answer your first question why why is there only three options and and that was because the municipalities in question the 53 municipalities uh, have done all the work of keeping google in play here so so the the advice we gave was only in accordance to that, that could be yeah. a fourth solution or a fifth solution or a sixth solution. There's a, a lot more s- solutions out there, but uh, none of them, uh, those we, we, we numbered up here was the ones that related to what the 53 municipalities have been saying to us. We want to use Google and then we have to, okay, if you want to use this uh, product, yeah. then you have to do this. So, so it was in that aspect that we gave the three. Uh, different kinds of ways they could go about it. So it, it was not a total solution. That was a lot. You couldn't even go back to pen mm. and paper, so to speak.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I guess they won't be doing that, though. But No,
1: no, no. I, I wasn't suggesting that either. <laughs> but I, just to say, there's a lot of room for interpretation and they could come yeah. up with another a fourth solution a fifth solution.
0: And back to my question on what makes it so hard to comply with the GDPR. I'm just thinking about your analogy about the cake because you can't take the, cake, the eggs out of the cake after, after it's baked.
1: Now, it's that, 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 is the, that is the problem, so to speak. We have been uh, consuming the, these kinds of IT services for such a long time now. And, and that is the other way. One thing was you have to know what you're doing that was the first thing that our verdict or this judgment mm-hmm. is about, and, and the next thing that we 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 stress is that it is so complicated. things have evolved over time so many times, mm-hmm. fluctuated and, and mutated and done everything uh, and 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 it's not the service that you entered into, and the 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 contracts and and the technical side of it is so difficult to. I comprehend that, that it is in itself a problem, because mm-hmm. the GDPR, it, it lives under the assumption that the controller is in control of what processing is being done. And, yeah. and, and these kind of services, they are so complex that it is very hard uh, to, to comprehend what is going on and to control it via your contract, your legal, your legal remedies, and the technical remedies. On the other hand, so so there is a lot of di- discrepancies in the in the way that a controller can be a controller, and and we sort of forfeited that over time because even though we had maybe the best intentions to start with, uh, mm-hmm. we haven't been vigilant enough to 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 keep us. In compliance with the gdpr and 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 yeah and get the tools to to be able to reassure the compliance, so to speak.
0: Yeah. So what's uh, we we're talking a lot about the municipalities and what they should have been doing and aren't doing and all of that. but what do you think about the vendor's responsibility in all of this? What requirements should we shouldn't we be pushing more? the vendors like the, the especially the big tech vendors google microsoft amazon all of those what requirements should we be setting for them
1: yeah and, and once again it's it's either the egg what is first the egg or the hen so so mm-hmm. the the problem is is it our job as controllers as the gdpr states to drive this process and say to the the big tech vendors yeah we can't use your 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 services as it is right now, you have to mend them. You have to make them work within the GDPR. That's the way the GDPR is mm-hmm. is yes, designed, so to speak, because the controllers are the one uh, starting the processing being done in in the first place. Uh, but then again, I hope this is in the best of all worlds. This should be a symbi- symbiosis between the, mm-hmm. the the vendors at in broad terms not even only the big vendors because we have a lot of intermediate vendors or intermediate developers using different kind of services in all kinds of manners of ways so so that, those people and those developers as are as yeah, interesting or as much in charge as the big tech vendors the problem with the big tech vendors is only that they 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 so they are they are like a wall to wall carpet because they they sit mm-hmm. on all the services and and the med- intermediate vendors they they consume the services from the big tech vendors so so it's it's quite a yeah it's an ecosystem that's not that's not too easy to to see through so everybody have a role to play so mm-hmm. to speak if we're gonna going to be able to, to, to get to the, the bottom line of this, being compliant with the GDPR, or maybe just making services where we know what is going on. Because yeah. if, if only we knew what was going on, then we could make educated decisions and, and, and ob- objective decisions about what we are going to do. Take the yeah. risk that we, now we are, we are driving blind, so to speak.
0: Yeah and this is a huge uh, challenge the that you don't have the transparency in how your processors are processing the personal data. So doing that initial mapping, the initial role assessment, not least, because how can Mm. you know what your responsibilities are if you aren't clear on what the other parties' roles are? There's a huge difference in Google acting as a processor, which is a much simpler process than if they're a separate controller or a joint controller. So getting that clarity, I'd say, is absolutely crucial from the get-go.
1: Yeah, and and that is the other learning of this case. That's the other point in the new verdict. This is very complicated. It has to be a lot easier if we are going to say that the, the controllers are in control of this. So both contracts and the delivery model has to be a lot clearer than it is right now because nowadays you have to have... Uh, maybe two or three full time staff just to to mm. keep track on the changes within the service that you're consuming, and that's not just google it's almost any kind of yeah, i t service as it is right now so mm. so one of one of the things we have to be better able to do is to to uh, make demands when we buy this because we have to do it in beforehand. So we have to yeah. to tell our vendors in beforehand, this is our demands before we buy your software or your service or whatever. Mm. And, and, and and that's one of the other key learnings that should be massaged within every controller's organization that the way we we buy things, the, the way we acquire things We have to be a lot better to to make demands to Mm -hmm. anybody wanting to, to put any ingredients in our cake, so to speak.
0: Yeah. And, you know, the complexity of the contractual setup and the privacy policies, especially of the American vendors can be a true nightmare. So I think uh, one very practical tip to people is to ask them directly in which situations do would you process any of our data for your own purposes and get that really specifically asked for the, because they often uh, just say that, well, uh, read the DPA, the data processing agreement, it's in there, it's. In the contract, but they have to be able to explicitly confirm that. Uh, so that could be just one way of dealing with it, uh, unless you, you know, you have a huge in-house legal department to help you with that.
1: Yeah, and, and that's one of the aspects of this case as well, because one of the, the issues why while, while it has taken such a long time, not 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 the time the first uh, municipalities just acted on our. Instructions to make a an, yeah, a DPIA and a risk assessment, but but that's from from the this the, this last case, mm-hmm. it has taken almost a year to get Google, the vendor, and the municipalities in a in a in a in a frame where they could describe what was happening with yeah. this processing, and and I think it's. It's a, it's, that's a problem in itself, that it, it takes a year for highly skilled people, even with the resources mm-hmm. of the organizations that have developed this software, to, to, to get their hands around what is happening, which data is it yeah. that is being processed and how. And, and, and that in itself is a problem that it should take a year
0: yeah and you highlighted that in the decision as well that this opaqueness and the, the lack of transparency in itself the complexity of it mm. of it adds to the risk so that's a risk yeah. in itself
1: yeah it is and, and that that's that's a problem that is universal to 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 all the big vendors as a minimum around the contractual clauses because all of their Contracts are very complex, so to speak. And mm. that deliverance model is very complex as well. Uh, you, you can take some of the complexity out of it by the way you configure some services, but that's not true for all of the vendors. So it is mm. something that you have to be aware of as a, as a buyer of these services that you, you only see the top of the iceberg. There is nine tenths of compliance underneath the water here beneath yeah. the water. So 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 you have to you have to be aware of that. And mm. and now that said, we come to the third and real conclusion in this uh, verdict. And and the real conclusion is the in this verdict is now that we got all the ingredients lined up lined up on the table, uh we have so we had dismantled the cake, so to speak and and now we have all the ingredients and now we can see that if you bake with these ingredients your cake will be unedible in gdpr yeah. wise and and that was the real problem we 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 did our very best to to see if the municipalities have have legal means of of handling the data as they do mm-hmm. getting the description now is now that is clear uh, as clear as it as it gets anyway uh, and now we can look at that and, and then we must say to them, yeah, you you, you haven't legal means of processing this data as a municipality underneath yeah in the scope of Danish law. And Danish law have quite a liberal uh way of looking at it when the municipality is using the, the data for their own purposes, so to mm-hmm. speak. And uh, they that there we have a quite a broad margin of error within uh within, within what they are doing with the data so to speak we are we are yeah. quite large there but if you give them to a third person mm. in, in denmark anyway that is a, that is a, a a main problem that is a an old time problem in denmark and and it is a problem that has been very political. And avoid it, so to speak, because it is very—it's an inflammatory to toe on the politicians, because then they have to to acknowledge that we, as a society, are giving away the citizens' data in some form, mm-hmm. even though it, even though it should be the most boring metadata at, we have in in the vocabulary of data. Uh, even if it's the most boring, uh, we are giving away the citizens' data to to get a cheaper product or to to have this product and all. And, and the political implications of that is quite huge in Denmark because we we don't normally, yeah, politicians try to avoid this kind of uh, of, of terms. So 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 yeah. we are, we would like. We would like to know in advance as, and as a DPA as well, are the Danish citizens' data are they up for grabs for the big tech or or as a, as a means of getting your service delivered mm-hmm. uh, If the politician says that uh, then it's not it's not my job to, to to say that's okay or not okay because that's that's the way the yeah the Danish law. Functionates because the, if the Danish Parliament says that it's okay, then they have legal means to to make that, and then somebody else must, can uh, decide whether or mm. not it's it's necessary in a democracy, uh, and uh, or if the European human rights are being uh, are, yeah done underfoot by the Danish legal systems. But that's a, a different kind of story. Then yeah. they have a legal ground of of processing the data.
0: Yeah. And, you know, there's so much to unpack in this. And uh, <laughs> I have to mention first that it's a really interesting uh, discussion around the legality. So I encourage people to go through that, especially, you know, if you understand the Danish uh, in terms of your own legal basis. Do you have a legal basis in uh, EU or national law? So so that's mm. one thing. Uh, the second thing is that, um, that we have to discuss a little bit is that KL, the organization for the municipalities, they try to argue that the uh, assessment should be done in two phases. Mm -hmm. And the first uh, phase was where the municipalities have uh, the legal basis as a controller to process the data. And then they sort of uh, had this second stage where Google as a separate controller define their own purposes and the processing and uh, kale mentioned like the digitalization strategy for this and the Danish law etc so uh, why is that problematic uh,
1: the, the two faced uh, way at, normally we we say in Denmark as the moment I let go of the data to another controller it's up to that other controller to do with it as they Please and uh, within that terms and and then the municipality is absolved, so to speak. They have no responsibility when when the data is taken by the other controller. And and the problem with the two step model is that you use a two step model if you have legal means of giving the data to the another controller. And then they they do something totally haywire with it over there. Then it's just not not the first control of the municipality's responsibility. And that's the two-way uh, approach of doing it because you you have the right to give it away. And when you have done that, they can do it with it as you please. You mm-hmm. just have to, to be assured that they are more or less, uh, yeah, will do the things that is right. You have to believe that they are not trying to manhandle your data, so to speak. And that's the two-step approach. But here... You know it in advance. It's it's a part of the contract. It stipulates mm-hmm. what you are going to do. And as the GDPR is purpose driven, it is the purpose. It it revolves around the purpose all the time. So so if you know the purpose by which means your your the other controller is going to 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 do things with your data then you have to be able as a municipality as a public entity uh, that that is allowed as well in advance so so that's that's why we 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 so to speak uh yeah went around that with the two-step model because in this situation where you know it in advance the two-step model won't work yeah Uh, otherwise it
0: was a stretch (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah it it was it, it uh, but it it's not that far a stretch it it is uh, it is used in other circumstances if i have to have autopathic shoes or something like that uh i my my data my shoe my foot data is given to under danish law is given uh, is given to to the ones have to try to to make these new shoes and and of course he has my shoe number but when, if, if he just, uh, and that's, that's the same problem, so to speak. And, but if he starts to, to make other things with my shoe number and, 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 and things like that, then, then it is on his behalf, the, the shoemaker's behalf, yeah. uh, and not the original municipality giving away my, my foot data to get my shoes fixed down there. Yeah. So, 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 so and, and that we have for that. We have Article 5one a instead, and 5one a goes. I, what can I? What can I expect to, to to be done with my data? And and that's that's the mm. that's another that's another discussion here.
0: Yeah, and you know one of the things that really made me grumpy in this decision as well <laughs> is that that was the first that uh, they even suggest that because in this context I don't think uh, that is feasible, uh, and then. I'm like, why are we even discussing this? Are we, are we really suggesting, uh, suggesting to change our own laws to accommodate big techs, uh, privacy invasive practices? You know, that's my really grumpy take on this. Uh, but let's just, uh, if this was feasible to create a new law, like without going into any details, uh, how long would something like that take? In the Danish uh, Parliament.
1: Yeah, that that differs a lot, because if if they if they the problem is that law making process in Denmark is is a quite a long process, so so yeah. it could take a long time longer but, than first of August. Yeah, maybe maybe <laughs> not, but but if if they if they want to do it politically, they could. Yeah. Uh, and the, uh, the, and they could do it within that time frame, and even though even though they don't get to the to the very end of it, the the mere consequence that they are saying to us that they are going down that road will will give some leeway in some, some kind of way because then we yeah. know there is a political solution on the way. And and that's why we, we we stipulated the three different different solutions because either way, what they choose, the control issues and the, the guidance that we have to give to the municipalities are quite different because we have to accommodate okay. what is it a contractual clause is it is it a technical clause as it technical measures or is it is it the, the Danish law that is going to be changed
0: yeah and and on that uh, with the guidance do you think that the data protection Authority have provided enough guidance and uh, support to the, municipal- the municipalities struggling with the GDPR? I mean, some back years ago as well.
1: Uh, that's, that's an open question, I think, because, of course, we could have been a lot clearer on this uh, directly to each municipality. But the problem is that when we make a verdict uh, regarding one municipality in, in one context, we of course as a DPA hopes that every municipality in Denmark reach that verdict because we have put it on our homepage for for mm-hmm. a reason so so but it, it's like it's like a, it's like a, the game of moles we have in, in some Tivoli is around town yeah. where you whack a mole <laughs> it's called and, and 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 if a municipality or a controller indeed don't get whacked and they mm. don't care they don't look at their neighbor being whacked so to speak so yeah. so i would advise every controller in denmark both public and uh, even even uh, even yeah firms as well yeah. other firms private firms as well to look into this verdict to see if they have the same problems or to be able to the same degree as kommunernas landsförening has been doing mm. now to, to to see clear to i can see clearly yes that's the song i think yeah. uh, they can see clearly <laughs> what is happening within their cake so to speak they know the ingredients of their cake and know that they have a legal uh, yeah they have a legal mm. right to process every kind of data and give away that data that is giving away so. yeah.
0: Well, that's, that's uh, good to hear. So folks, take note of that. Make sure that you read their decisions, especially the decisions from your national DPAs. Uh, I try to read all of them in any language that I can using <laughs> translation tools, uh, but at least on a national level. So Alan, just to wrap up this, uh, I mm. just wanted to uh, hear how you see the DPO roles uh, in this. So how should they interpret and implement these uh, DPA decisions in their organizations and what would their first internal action be uh, following, for example, this latest helsingör decision? Yeah,
1: I, I, I would suggest that the DPO in every municipality or, or in any Danish governmental agency or private as well uh, looks into look, looks into this problem and and says, okay, do I consume services in a way and and, and I know. They, they all try to duck now, but uh, consume <laughs> services in this way. And they all do, more yeah. or less, anyhow. So, so see, where does it apply in my, in my business strategies, in, in my business uh, way of doing my business? Where can I, where can I go in and see here, how, do I maybe have a problem? And then analyze it, because that's mm-hmm. the first thing. Realize that you have a problem, analyze it, and solve it. That's the way to do it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And do you think that uh, controllers in general are good enough in supporting their DPOs? What were, would your advice to the municipalities, for example, be in terms of supporting their DPO uh, in, uh, in ensuring the compliance, not the DPO ensuring their compliance, but the controllers ensuring their compliance?
1: Yeah, and it, it's very, very important to say that it is the controller who... Are who has the ability and the, the right the rights to do it, not the DPO. The mm. DPO is an advisor in that sort of way. But listen to your advisors. If they tell you that you have a problem, then you do actually have a problem. You have to yeah. you have to acknowledge that you have a problem. And and don't try to get the DPO to rewrite their report just because you don't like the wording of it. Of yeah. course. Here, of here. course. Uh, of course you can you can you can you can try to see if they have made an error somewhere. DPOs are human as well. They make errors (laughs) as well. But if they say that you have a problem, you probably have a problem or at least you have something that you have to acknowledge and work with.
0: Yeah, And it all starts with involving the DPO in the first place. They can't give their opinion if you don't include them in the relevant meeting. So start with involvement and then take their Recommendations to heart, so I think that's uh, that's good learning for everyone. So uh, I guess what are the next steps now for the municipalities? What happens next? You have two key dates, right?
1: Yeah, we the first of March, we 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 hope to get some kind of uh, reaction from the 53 municipalities or the Kommunen, and then we will just uh, take it from there and 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 see which direction they are going. And, and then mm. we will try to help as much as we can, as we already have, and, and, and try to, to, to guide them in the right direction, whatever the course may be. Yeah. So, so we'll, we'll rebake the cake, so to speak, and <laughs> let's see if we can make an edible one this time.
0: By the 1st of August.
1: By the first of August, because that's when the school, the new school year starts. <laughs>
0: yeah. So, folks, uh, now uh, over the next coming weeks until the first of March, make sure that you involve your DPO. If you are the DPO, just you know, invite yourself to the meetings and uh, print out the decision and slam it on the table of uh, whomever is in the highest uh, management at your organization. So, Alan, thank you so much for again coming to our Grumpy GDPR. Our podcast it was lovely to have you thank you for being so open and uh, have a wonderful day i hope you get some cake
1: yes thank you very much i'll do i hope that as well <laughs> so so thank you very much I, I like being here i'm very very proud and honored to be here so thank you very good thanks
0: for now Bye-bye. Bye
1: bye bye